Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. this late but it's like 8 45 in the evening i have eaten my dinner while well, i cooked the dinner i've eaten it and now i'm chilling with a scalded throat because i put hot sauce and cheese on it so it was chicken enchilada soup this evening and it is now like i said instant pot crock pot chili stews soups all this shit that's what season it is i refuse to cook on the stove anymore and it's just gonna be what it's gonna be the window's open So you're going to hear a lot of outside noise, but it's autumn. I'm hoping people are noticing that it's darker out now and not risking their lives or sanity to be driving anywhere. Also, deer are getting very brave being out during the daytime. So I went this morning on my way to work and coming home from work. Um, And we're at that season or time of year where we, it's now getting darker at seven o'clock, which is really annoying, but we're going to start getting into that seasonal affect disorder shit. I'm telling you, and I've been feeling it lately, but we'll discuss that later. What I want to do first is just say hello to everybody and welcome to episode 43 of Cuckoo with Coco. Uh, Just want to say hello, ask how everyone's doing, and thanks for joining us this week. (laughs) So I just want to start this off by saying that I'm not doing freebie favors for anyone anymore. My biggest annoyance is as follows. Please be advised, though, that this situation happened two weeks ago, and I've not heard from this person since, which is like a blessing and a curse at the same time, because you never want to leave a situation on a bad foot, but I've had about enough. So there are plenty of people in my life who have earned freebie favors, okay? Kanye Pepper and I barter meals for hair stuff like all the time, which has worked for years, and she's basically family at this point, because I've known her for close to a decade now, so enough's enough. If I've never done your hair before and you're not part of my current clientele or whatever, then I don't really care about your feelings when it comes to hair, and that's just me being honest about it, and it's probably the most honest I'll ever be about doing someone's hair, but as a good beautician, you really should try and stay true to what you believe in and what you think is a good plan for your client. So here's a story. And that was a big inhale because everybody's going to need to, you know, lower their shoulders from the tension that they're about to feel and just take a deep breath with me because this is a very long story. The full story is that a friend of mine was showing me purple highlights in blonde hair, which is the color of her hair. Her hair is blonde. I was going to, I was going away to Maryland and told her that when like, she asked me to do it, like she wanted me to do the highlights. So I told her I was going away to Maryland. And when I come back, we could definitely discuss doing it when I returned. Long story short, she went and had someone else do it. They fucked it up, giving her purple streaks in the front of her hair. Like she's the lead singer of an all female emo band. So it wasn't lavender the color she showed me it was straight up crayola purple like that dark grape purple so she asked if i could fix it of course i said no problem and we put a plan into motion my first instruction was that she do a bleach wash in an attempt to remove the purple from the front two strands which i'm 100 percent sure she didn't do and a bleach wash basically consists of powder bleach and shampoo you wash your hair Rinse it, repeat if necessary, and it'll take the the um the pigment out of the hair color you tried to do. So I told her I would charge her 60 to correct it for the whole process, which would probably have taken a long time to do, and I probably should have charged her more, honestly, but I charged her less because she is a friend of mine. So um, 
she said okay at first. And then later in the day, she asked me if that price included the $55 hubcap that she got me to replace the dented one I had on my car. I responded by saying, wasn't that a birthday gift? Like she got it on my birthday. And then of course she said, oh yeah, that's right. Didn't hear from her for the rest of the day. And then around 2 p.m. she goes, never mind. So-and-so saw my hair and how upset I was and said she would fix it for free. I do still want to hang out and make coquito stuff, which was the original girls night plan. We were going to make a thing of it. I was going to do her hair. We were going to cook dinner and, you know, it was supposed to be a good time. And I, but I'm at the point where I'm not using up three hours of my personal time for zero dollars. That's what's happening. Sorry if you hear the dog barking in the background. (laughs) Also, it's just ridiculous to expect to have a color correction done for free when that was never an option to begin with. I never said that I would do it for free. I just hadn't come up with a price yet, and I came up with a price a day before, which, you know, sometimes you just love when plans don't work out. Also, I attempted to make, like I said, I attempted to make a girl's night out of it, and she up and quit on the whole thing because she found someone who would do it for free. So I am giving up on that. This is a PSA that I'm not doing shit for free anymore, especially if it takes up my time. Like I said, you can go fuck yourself. Some of you know this story and some of you don't, but now everyone knows and I don't care. You have to have some balls on you to be friends with someone who counts pennies. Alicia and Laura have never done that shit to me. And I've been friends with Laura for about a decade now. And Alicia has been in my life for about six or seven years. Neither of these girls have done this shit to me. And I've never asked them for anything in return. It's a mutual trust and understanding. Like... I have good groups of friends where we have an understanding, an unspoken understanding of how people participate in life. And one of those things is to not count pennies, panties, count panties, (laughs) pennies, which I never do. Like, do you know how much money I have thrown at people to help them get out of their situations and I've never asked for anything in return? I'm selfless to a point, but like when... Another incident with the same person, I borrowed $20 from her and every time I got paid, she would ask me for the $20 back. Like it's $20. I didn't steal your car. I didn't sign away your life. I didn't borrow a thousand dollars from you. I borrowed 20 bucks and said I would pay you back when I had the chance. Meanwhile, this is while I'm paying all my other stupid bills and everything. Like if you can't, my problem with it is that if you can't afford something, don't buy anything. Because I know the spending habits of this person. And I will never, you know, like, I don't even want to associate with this person anymore, which I'm kind of glad because, you know, she, I can't believe she even pulled that hubcap shit out of her ass, whatever. So I'm just done with it. And that's it. And I haven't heard from her since it happened. I haven't reached out to her. And I'm just not gonna keep feeling like I need those kind of people in my life. Cause it was nice when she was, you know, going to the gym with me and everything, but now it's become something else to the point where I just cannot be bothered. (laughs) And I'm usually a very nice person about shit. I'm done. I didn't even tell her I'm done. She'll know when she doesn't hear from me ever again, but that's it. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, another thing that I did was anyway, on a lighter note (laughs) that following weekend, turtle did a watch party on stream which i finally caught because last time the watch party thing isn't available on the phone so when you you have to be on your computer so i had my laptop in bed and was watching it with them and he chose the remake of pet cemetery let me tell you something that movie sucked dicks the first movie like the original from 1980 whatever so good so good. It actually creeps me out, which tells you something because I watch horror movies all day, every day, and I'm never scared of those. But that shit freaks me out because how you bury somebody and they come back and they're just a complete asshole, you know? <laughs> um, Turtle never saw the original. I suggest he go watch it. Definitely suggested it. The movie sucked. There's plenty of spoiler alerts here, so if you are going to watch Pet Cemetery, I would skip ahead about like five minutes or so. <laughs> I, I I don't know what ratings it got, to be honest with you. And, you know, my personal opinion doesn't really matter on movies like that, but sometimes it does. And uh, it, it was okay. It's on Amazon Prime. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, you're not missing anything. Um, 
So what I com- came to learn from watching this movie is that they threw all of the Pet Cemetery and like the original and like the sequels that followed together to make this bullshit. So, like I said before, the premise is that if you bury anything in the pet cemetery, it comes back to life. But there's a catch because the thing is, the thing you bury there doesn't come back the same way. Like, nice disposition, they come back like an asshole that wants to kill you. So, <laughs> the, like, a bit of an edge. <laughs> so, what happens basically is that the daughter ends up dying, getting hit by a truck instead of the son, like from the original. The original, the, the baby son dies and the dad buries him over there and he comes back to life. And this one, it's the daughter and she's not a baby. She's like the middle, she's the oldest child and she comes back an asshole. And, um, at first, you know, everything is all not fine and dandy, but she's not trying to kill anybody yet. And then, of course, the mom comes home because the mom left out of concern because she's, she started seeing ghosts and shit. Ghosts that were warning her to leave the house. And she um, she leaves with the baby. And she comes back and this little bitch is in her ballet outfit or birthday outfit, whatever. And just chilling, spinning around the living room, acting all weird and stuff. And he has to tell her to stop. And she gets mad and growls at him and shit. So um, she decides that She's realized that the mother wants nothing to do with her. So she decides to hatch a plan to kill her. And probably the son, too. I don't exactly remember. It was, it was, it was whatever. So she, (laughs) so the daughter clearly ends up killing the mother. Then somehow she gets like crazy adrenaline strength and drags her mother to the fucking cemetery, buries her. She comes back. And the dad's busy trying to kill the daughter because that's where it leads them. Like they go to the pet cemetery and he's basically led there because he wants to kill the daughter and like get rid of this whole situation for good and try and fix his family, even though he knows his wife is dead. So the wife, meanwhile, he's trying to kill his daughter and the wife comes back and ends up killing him. (laughs) So now in the process of all of this shit happening... Um, John Lithgow gets killed because he plays the neighbor that tries to tell him, please don't bury your daughter there. And when all this shit is going down, like after John Lithgow is dead and um, the husband died, the wife died. <laughs> Excuse me. The, so everybody's dead except the little boy, the baby. So the baby was put in the car for his own protection. <laughs> These dickbag family members came back with like a gas, like a gas tank like they're gonna light the car on fire that he's in i'm like unfucking believable and that's how they end the movie so i just turned <laughs> i was typing in in the discord and i was like this fucking movie <laughs> and then i was told someone was telling me that in the sequels to the original pet cemetery the entire family gets killed so i'm guessing like whatever genius put this bullshit together just threw every movie together and was like ah fuck it we'll see what happens <laughs> And what happened is, it sucked. It was close to two hours of suck. (laughs) Anyway, maybe that'll be the title for this episode. (laughs) Wanted to update you guys, because I know I told you uh, that one of my dogs was put down last week. I can't believe it's been a fucking week already. Um, Yeah, it's been a week, and my... uh, my mother has already gotten a new dog. Has it been a week or has it been two weeks? It's been two weeks. I'm sorry. Two weeks. I just had to think about it because last week I was talking to Laura about some other shit. And this dog next door has got to go with this barking all night shit. Anyway. Um, now it's two dogs doing it. <laughs> anyway, who cares? If you hear it, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I have the window open because I don't want to be sweating to death at night. Um Anyway, so what was I saying? Okay, so yeah, so my mom got a new dog. <laughs> its name is Copper from a foster home. Now, this is what happened with this situation. So I'm going to start out with the facts as I was told them, and then I'm going to tell you what actually is happening. So Copper is the name of the dog. We were told this, well, my mother was told it was a four-month-old pup. And she said, my mother wished it was actually like a baby baby. 
like not like four months i guess is too grown for her oh my god excuse me guys uh, so she moved on pretty quickly from nixon but she said she's still pretty upset over it so i'm like okay whatever i followed up with my mother so this was like the week of the episode i launched with laura the girls night I followed up with my mom to see how everything was going because he was in the house now. He's in the house with them now. So she said that um, there were some details that got mixed up. So what I'm saying is that she thought she was getting a four-month-old dog and instead got a seven-month-old dog. This dog has also been in two other houses, so this is its third home because it was a foster dog. And I'm guessing it has to do with COVID and what happened. And some people just can't afford another mouth to feed when they don't have money. So they put it in another foster home, whatever. The plus side is that, you know, the dogs love my sisters. My mom sent me a picture of my sister Beats on the couch and the dog is all over her, which is cute because dogs usually take to my mother more often than the kids. And, uh, my other thing is that, you know, I'm all for replacing like love lost and all that shit, but like, I would have waited a little bit, maybe, you know, wait for better options. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this dog is great. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs, but like you could have waited, done some more research, maybe, maybe found someplace better, but I I just feel bad because that, that dog's going to be treated very well. But, like, she wanted a puppy puppy and instead got, like, you know, a teenager. <laughs> I don't know. This lady's nuts. Um, lady's nuts. So, uh, speaking of crazy shit, I started watching Nurse Ratchet, which is the greatest thing I've watched since, like, any American Horror Story shit. Except for, like, Roanoke, because the fucking was stupid. <laughs> it was like a haunted house. It kind, it kind of was the season that was going to, like, make or break me from watching the rest of it. Glad I stuck through though, because apparently I have no life and need to fill up my life with TV shows. Um, I love Ryan Murphy's camp. He uses the same people in almost everything he does, and they're all great actors. Like they all fit their roles very well. Sarah Paulson is a shit because she can basically play anything with no issue. I feel like I have to like, go back in her videography and watch other shit she's been in. She's like fantastic. Mildred Ratchet, Mildred Ratchet is very good at playing people to serve her needs. But here's my issue with this, and it has nothing to do with the show. It has to do with the people who are critiquing, reviewing the series, okay? Uh, Just because Ryan Murphy created, produced this shit doesn't mean it has anything to do with American Horror Story. It frankly has nothing to do with anything that has ever happened with American Horror Story except for maybe Asylum because she works in a nuthouse, okay? People out here who are fans of American Horror Story are complaining because they said it's nothing like it and that all the action was in the beginning and it slowed down in true Ryan Murphy form. Now, let me tell you how I feel about that. Everyone who isn't a producer or creative of any kind of content can shut the fuck up. That's that's what you can do, in my opinion. You don't know what it takes to make this shit work, and you're not even in the same arena as Ryan Murphy to even think you can come out of your face like that. Even if you were in the same arena, get off Facebook and text Ryan Murphy directly, because at that point, you should have his info. You should be best friends. You should be sitting on the casting couch with him, with these people come in and want these parts in his films and shit. You can't just sit there and come out your face like that. Like, yeah, you have free speech and everything, but you're you're missing the point of Ratchet. You're missing the point. And that it is about someone who just, you know, happens to act in other shit is finally playing a role that is actually separate from that. You're going to go and then tell me that Hollywood Land had to be another season of American Horror Story. Are you out of your fucking mind? You have to be fucking crazy. You have to be crazy. I don't understand people out here with this crazy shit that they say. It's absolutely, it's baffling to me. People who can't even put a clear thought together have been complaining about this. And I just have to say, like, see the above information as what you can do about these complaints. Shove them up your whole ass. Shove them up your ass. Because if you're a true Ryan Murphy fan, you give it a minute. Or rewatch it. Instead of rewatching Tiger King for the millionth time 
or watching Carol Baskin on fucking Dancing with the Stars, which I have yet to do. But I'm the kind of person who can handle both. Like I have range and depth in what I watch and give Sarah Paulson a break. Okay. Give Ryan Murphy a break. You can't even compare the American Horror Story series with Ratchet because it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so now I have further shit that doesn't make sense and it's work stories. So here is <laughs> the, here's the crazy thing. What makes me laugh is when people who are older than me don't remember how to do something. So here's the problem. So uh, Bonnie was is having a procedure done this week. So now we're flashing forward to this week. This is where we are now. So I saw Bonnie at work on this past Monday. She's having a procedure done and needed her COVID test results faxed to her doctor as part of the requirements. Also, I'd like to thank COVID for making an additional piece of paper required to have medical procedures done. We have to basically like bring proof of life to get a procedure done. And now we have to show proof we had a COVID test done before a doctor goes anywhere near us. So basically, I had to show her what to do all over again. Like she asked me again about a cover sheet. I had to tell her, I'm like, do you see that tray above that yellow folder? Which is like, there's a hang, there's a yellow folder that hangs that says so-and-so gets this paper and these other papers can stay in here. So I said, do you see that tray above that yellow folder that's hanging right there? She said, yes. So I'm like, all right, your cover sheet is right there. You have to write out the information. So then she says to me, you mean I have to write all of this information out, including the sender and the sender fax number, etc." To which I looked at her and I said, yes. <laughs> like, oh, the one inconvenience. And let me mind you, this is after she put the papers in and the phone number to be scanned, like she did the first time. So <laughs> uh, she got frustrated with the fact that she had to write out the doctor's name and the fax number along with her fax number and her name. Like, you're not lazy. You are old enough to know better. Like, you're old enough to know you've probably done more exhausting things. Okay? <laughs> so I just look at her and I shake my head. And when she finally got up to type the number in again after it disappeared on the fax machine, she stood there, like, looking around. Like, looking at the control panel on the fucking fax machine, copy machine printer. Because it's a multi-purpose. So... Of course, I get up to assess the situation. And I'm like, is everything all right? Then I had to guide her through the typing of said fax number again. Like, was so annoyed with her. I'm like, we've been through this. And you made me go through it with you like five times in one day. How have we forgotten this already? And then another thing, my God. Another thing she likes to do is make toast for herself in the morning, which I don't have a problem with. Except when you walk in to the office first thing on a Monday morning, you don't want to smell fucking burnt toast. Also, this bitch at Duncan tried to cut me off in line. Like she tried to make her own way into the drive-thru when there's only one way into the lane. Okay? One way. And it wasn't the way she was in. Anyway, so I walk into the office and the first thing I smell is burnt toast. So of course, I made an out loud statement about it. So I said to Bonnie, this is how this conversation went. So I said to Bonnie, I was like, ooh, burnt toast. And she goes, isn't it great? Doesn't it smell wonderful? And I immediately was like, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't smell great. If I'm not having a stroke, I don't want to smell toast. Telltale sign you, you're having a stroke is you smell burnt toast apparently. But I was like, now it's going to like linger. Like regular toast smells great. Bread itself smells great. I don't want to smell burnt toast. It's one of those things that it, the smell lingers on hair, on clothes, on everything. Like it just stunk up the entire office and I'm waiting for the smoke detector to go off or something because she decided she had to have toast that morning. Everybody else in that office but her has figured out what setting to put their toast at, except for this woman who's probably been making toast since bread came out in what, 1904? Or 19, 1908, whatever it is. Oh, my God. Like, she finds, like, the easiest ways to just get under my skin. It's so ridiculous. Like, get your fucking grasp of electronics under control. That includes toasters. Toasters, copy machines, computers, because she has an issue with that every day on how to do PowerPoint. 
Ugh. <sighs> Ted, take a breath on that one because I fucking want to choke the air out of her. <laughs> so we're also having a bit of an issue with this upcoming mandatory. So I know I've said this before. We do five. We're on the fourth one, which is infection control, which is Bonnie's. So uh, <laughs> Bonnie said that she's not doing a live in-service, which is she is not going to stand in front of everybody with a mask on and read off a PowerPoint as to what what infection control is going to entail and this and that. Like she's not going to give a presentation in front of everybody the way DC and Anthony Soul, the other uh, – the guy who does fire safety. She's not going to get up in front of everybody and do do the in-service. So I said, that's fine. I support whatever you want to do. So she said, okay. So she wants to run it kind of like a makeup, which is I'm going to record it and that is how I will receive the credit. And then she will put out a quiz. So there'll be a quiz and a video. Now, the only problem that we are having currently is that the, the issue is that there's only 16 people allowed to be in that room at a time because that's the six feet rule. That's the social distancing rule. Uh, here's the issue. Rose wants to run the in-service like it's live, which is to have people sign up for times to attend. I am on the other side of that, believing that nobody's going to follow these rules because nobody in the facility does things correctly in especially when it comes to mandatories. If you recall, I am the person who's been doing the registration and dealing with all these assholes. So I believe I would be the expert in this stupid scenario, don't you think? So I even said to, I texted Bonnie at like 7.30 in the morning while I was online for Duncan. And I was like, um, I don't really think that, like, unless someone's going to sit outside the outpatient rehab area where the in-services are, Nobody's going to follow that 16-seat rule unless somebody's sitting there to police it. And I was told to make my concerns known to Rose. So, of course, I tell Rose, and I don't know how seriously people take me. I honestly do not give a fuck anymore, okay? That's, that's what it is. It's going to be, I don't care. I'm going to have blinders on, and when people ask me for my input on shit, I'm going to be like, no. I'm not getting paid any extra money like to give this information out. So I'm not doing it. So nobody is going to listen to me. I already know that. But I already know that nobody's going to follow that 16 chair rule. And I already told Rose that too. I said, people weren't even following this rule for the live in services. We were squeezing in an extra chair because people were so adamant about being in in an assigned spot. I don't want to do, I'm not doing registration anymore. I already put that out too. Because we just put out the staff development calendar and it says to, you know, prepare for like the infection controls written on the calendar for October, which is tomorrow. Holy shit. But it, it clearly says that I'm no longer doing registration. Oh, no, no. That's before I even sent that email. Never mind. So I sent the staff development calendar. She's Donna sends the staff development calendar out and then people start calling me to register for this in-service. And I'm like. I'm not doing registration anymore. And it hasn't even, there has not even been an announcement to sign up yet. So of course, I had to send out an email so people would stop calling me and let people know that there will be an announcement made Friday for how signups are going to go and that the the in-service is going to be a video and a quiz and registration, you know, will be at, at the, when Bonnie comes in, we will determine how we're going to do signups. But I'm like, I am not. I'm not. I put even on the last bullet, I am, I am no longer doing registration for future in-services so that everybody can stop calling me. And this has been a long time coming because three registrations in a row were unsuccessful. And, you know, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's it. The third one, I don't even know what the third one is because, you know, that's one of them catchphrases or whatever. Anyway. So, uh, I I just can't like this facility, man. These people just don't do anything right. They also ignore my fucking, I'm on lunch sign. Now, even before this pandemic was happening, I'm an antisocial creature by nature. I like being alone most of the time. 
I am okay on my own and I don't need anybody to entertain me. That's how that goes. So when I sit at my desk for lunch, apparently my sign that I've made up that says I'm on lunch is invisible. So I made a sign. It has a smiley face on it. It says I'm on lunch with a smiley face. And I hang it up like over my computer screen so people can see that it says I'm on lunch. <laughs> like it just seems like it's a prop right now. Like it just looks like it says prom- probably looks like, yes, please talk to me anyways, because I'm sitting at my desk. Phone calls are different. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh, phone calls are different. I don't get mad at people who call me because they don't know what time I take lunch. So it's not really, it's not really bad on their part. They just don't know. Excuse me, I had to take a sip of something. Ooh, I get mad at people who see the sign, ignore it, and continue to ask me that question anyway. Like, so those people suck ass. There's other people, though, that when they ask me a question, it's, like, so gentle. It tugs at my heartstrings a little bit. So I kind of feel like, all right, I'll help them. Like, yeah, fine, okay, how can I help you? They're like, oh, you're on lunch. I'm like, what do you need? Like, (laughs) that's basically how that goes. What do you need? And if it's something simple and fast, then I don't really care. It just took like maybe two minutes out of my lunch. But if it's something I'm enjoying eating, I will bite your fucking face off. (laughs) And I've also started to ignore calls at work because I have voicemail. So I don't want to talk to nobody. (laughs) I really don't want to talk to anybody. And, uh. I'm like, I, I just, it's just such a pain in the ass lately. Like, I'm just in that headspace now where I'm like trying to like keep my face above water, like, like just drowning in nonsense. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I probably mentioned this before too. I'm like, but having a period over the age of 30, like I'm going to keep saying this till like the cows come home. Like I know I'm going to lose like male listeners right now, but I don't really care. Uh, all guys have at least one female around them, their mother, their sister, their wife, their girlfriend, whatever. One of their best friends who they secretly are in love with, but don't want to say anything about. (laughs) Everybody's got somebody that's a female needs a tampon from time to time. Let me tell you something. Okay. My body feels like it wants to go in 20 different directions all day today. I worked out yesterday crazy hard. Like I said, I've been trying to go back to the gym with the mask on. And I was working my legs. Tomorrow is going to be arms, I think. Well, tomorrow I'm supposed to be going out to dinner with Brittany. So we'll see how that goes. She's actually supposed to come over today, but I was feeling ultra lazy because my disposition, <laughs> my handicap for the week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I had I had a set schedule of shit I wanted to get done today. One of them included going to the gym, but I was so fucking like beat up from going from going uh, yesterday. That I was like, nah, my body's in too much pain. I feel cramps coming on. I'm going to just lay in bed when I get home. Watch the Men in Black International. It was chill. So, uh, so I laid around, did nothing like a lazy fat fat. Made dinner. Ate the dinner. I haven't showered yet, but I'm gonna. But I'm sitting in bed while I record this. That's how fucking lazy I am today. <laughs> um, it's okay. So this is, this is mainly my point about this part. Uh... I have allergies too, by the way, guys, I'm not dying. I can't even tell you like how much of a short fuse I have like this whole week. It's just shorter than usual. Like sometimes I'm able to laugh it off, but this week I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Like get on my face. <laughs> like <laughs> I've become like a totally different creature this week. I was melting at my desk yesterday and Monday. Today I am cold and it's not cold out. They were also spraying for fucking flies today, so I had to shut the window. Surprised I didn't sweat to death from that. But, you know, I can't take this period shit. I really think it just wants to lay me out for a week. Like, it really does. And then I think that these, these migraines I've been getting lately are contributing factors or side effects of having the period. So I'm like, fuck, man, I can't win anywhere. So my fucking head hurts, my uterus hurts, and I just want to die. They should have, like, time off for for menstruation. <laughs> I don't even like that word, menstruation. It doesn't even sound right. 
Mm. Also, the best thing that has happened between last episode and this episode that's about to drop is that I finally got the password to the Wi-Fi at work. And I've been there (laughs) this coming January will be like two years. (laughs) It's been two years. And I finally got, like, it'll be two years and I'm finally just getting the work Wi-Fi. So like a year and nine months later. Unbelievable. Like, what a puss. (laughs) What a puss I am that I waited so long. (laughs) You know, though, in my defense, I work in in a government building. Like the Orange County government facility. I don't want to be fucking around like that at all. I don't know who's like, not that anyone's going to see anything I'm surfing, but like, I don't want people knowing that I have it. So I, one day I was really pissed off because my service was so bad and I couldn't understand it. I fucking went over to IT and bothered, uh, the head and I was like, Hey, not to be a jerk or anything, but I have really terrible service. Can I have the password to the Wi-Fi, like the public Wi-Fi? And she was like, yeah, sure. And she said it was the Wi-Fi that the residents use. So I was like, score. There ain't nothing wrong with it. The worst and best thing they could ever do. Because the worst thing, because some shit just takes a back seat now. Best thing, because now I have entertainment all day and I can watch TikToks and shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like. The lesser of two evils is I could be sitting there doing nothing. I could surf, face, surf Facebook on the on the county computer, or I can just, you know, be on my phone doing it. And these chicks, let me tell you, that's why this is like the best office I work in, because they know that I'm not doing anything, and they just don't care as long as I get done whatever they ask me to do. That's exactly how it goes. As long as I do whatever task they give me, I'm Gucci for the day. That's just why I love my job sometimes, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> so I'm going to see my mother finally. Speaking of uh, things that make you crazy, I'm going to see my mother. I've been saving up my time and I'm finally getting out of New York for eight days and I cannot wait. This has been the longest I've waited to go anywhere and I'm just ready to be the fuck up out of here. <laughs> the monotony of going to work and home or work, home and gym makes me want to throw up. like I love New York I'll always be a New Yorker but I need to be somewhere else for a while and escape all my responsibilities I think that's where I'm at tired of being so responsible and doing what I'm supposed to my mom's already aware of all the shenanigans I don't want to be dealing with while I'm there and like she's just excited for me to be around she just wants everybody to be with her and my one sister is in Queens right now I think or is she back in the I don't know if colleges have opened dorms That's one thing I don't know, especially because my sister Grace is in PA, so I don't even remember the name of the college. Mm. So I also found out on the flip side of that is that my whole family's coming up to New York for Christmas for two weeks. My mom has put down a deposit on uh, a house in Warwick, and that's where she's going to be staying for two weeks with the family. So that'll be good. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading a text. <laughs> um, so before I, you know, this is probably going to be a short episode because I, I had a lot. I said I had a lot of notes, but it was just such a fast delivery. Like this might be a short episode this week. Which, you know, I'm sorry. I know you guys all like to hear my voice and shit, but I have a few more things I want to discuss, but I don't know if it's actually going to take a full 20 more minutes to do. So, um, I was watching, I have started to watch American Murder, The Family Next Door. This is about a guy. It's, it's on, it's a Netflix original film. Now, Netflix is doing some crazy shit with these documentaries, like, the way these documentaries have changed from years and decades and such is so fucking nuts. Like they're showing there's, sh- it's about Shanann Watts. Okay. It's the disappearance of her and her kids. And it's fucking nuts that they're using all her Facebook videos, all her text messages, all his text messages, all footage that she's recorded on her phone, his phone, all of that. Dude, it's making up most of this documentary. 
And there's, I'm telling you something right now. I feel like the stereotype comes up a lot and, you know, I'm going to reinforce it because what is interesting about this is that every time a woman goes missing, a married woman goes missing or someone who's engaged or someone who's just, you know, dating someone and, you know, it's always the significant other that did it. Always. You can quote me on it. You can not quote me on it. Nine times out of 10, it's the husband. And, you know, I make that joke that when I start watching the shits, I'm like, oh, he did it. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, no shit, man. He did do it. Like, (laughs) you don't expect to be right. You just expect to be joking. Now, I knew about Shanann Watts. I already, I listened to my true crime podcast. So most of this shit is just recycled knowledge. But I wanted to see it because I'd heard about it. Because other people have not watched documentaries or anything, but looked, done the research and found a lot of her shit. And I don't remember exactly what happens with this one. I'm thinking I do, but we'll see. Because I know what happens and I'm not going to say it. I'll say it next week when I finish this. Uh, But I got to tell you, dude, the guy, when you first see the husband... It just looks like a walking bag of he did it. (laughs) Like this is going to be an hour and 15 minutes of he did it. Like the the guy couldn't look more. I killed my family than this guy. (laughs) Then you see all the stuff that I made a terrible joke earlier, which I'm not going to repeat. But then you see like, you know, it looks like the perfect marriage from the outside, from everything she posts, from this and that. To then texts of saying, you know, he hasn't touched me in five and a half fucking weeks and we never go that long without sex and this and that. And he's over here doing the fucking push-up challenge. I'm like, oh my God, lady. And then she, let me tell you something. (laughs) She pointed out the fact to whoever she was texting, I think it's her sister or one of her friends or something. She said, he hasn't touched me in five and a half weeks. So he hasn't gotten any from me. Unless he's getting it somewhere else. That was probably the smartest fucking thing this chick ever said this whole time. Probably the smartest thing. And then, of course, her friend, sister, whoever she's texting, because they show the face bubble. But I was cooking while I was watching it, so I wasn't fully paying attention. The chick says to her, no, girl, he's not doing that. Don't think like that. He probably is, though. Like, <laughs> you can't tell her that. He probably is, though. <laughs> And then she texts him while he's on like, excuse me, while he's on business trips and shit talking about we're, we're far from each other. We we're apart for how long and you don't want to text your kids or to see what the fuck's going on with us. And you would think you would miss us or something. Oh my God. Maybe he was seeing someone. I think that's what happened is he spoiler alert. I think, I think he was dating someone And he wanted his wife and kids out of the picture. And I think he killed them. But like I said, when you see the guy, he could not look more. I fucking did it. (laughs) I just got up to the part. I'm about 46 minutes in. I'm looking at my TV right now. And I just got to the part where they tell him that he failed the polygraph test. And I wanted to be like, well, no fucking duh. They asked him if he had anything, he was involved in her disappearance. If, if, uh, if he knows the last time he saw them, like what was said or what was done or like, (laughs) and let me tell you something. She talked about her medical history a little bit on a Facebook video she did. She did not mention ever having seizures. And this guy's like, well, sometimes no dude, no. Don't make up shit. (laughs) They will find out. That's what's so funny about this is you're lying to police. Stop lying. They will find out. That is their job. Okay. The the law and order of it. Okay. We figure out that you did something. You try and lie and say you didn't. We know you did it. (laughs) We know you did it. And what's funny is when they open this up. And she's not in the house, whatever. It's because she hadn't been answering neighbors' phone calls. So that tells you what kind of person she was. She kept tabs with everybody. Everybody knew if she was okay, not okay, whatever. And, you know, this guy, this asshole pulls up to the house that he lives in. 
and is shooting texts. Where are you? Are you okay? If you're if you're not okay, just tell me where the kids are. Did I, sir, what? And then like not even sobbing at the fact that his family is missing. This guy is talking to a reporter or whoever saying, I just want them to come home. Like a fucking robot. It's not funny. But like, dude, show some emotion. Your wife and your kids are missing. You can't just be like, I just want them to come home. I want to take them back to my home planet. Like, no, 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 no. You'd be sobbing, weeping, sweaty, crying, whatever you have to do to convince these people you to do it, even if you did do it. <laughs> oh, what a walking pile of he did it. <laughs> Alexa, dismiss. It's a nosy. Oh, okay. I was like looking at her. Sorry for the pause. I was looking at her and I'm trying to figure out why she won't shut the hell up. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, so I just made a whole bunch of noise and you're probably going to hear it. And that's because I moved my laptop and that's going to be what it's going to be because you're on the blanket and I had to move my leg and make myself comfortable because that's how it is. (laughs) That's how it is. Um, yeah. So I get to see my family twice in a year. This guy gets to see his family never again because he's probably in jail for the rest of his life because he killed everybody. (laughs) By the way, this is just like stuff I kind of do on my own, which I think is really funny. Oh, here's another thing. Dude, what happened to Dane Cook? (laughs) I saw a picture of him. I probably discussed this before, but I was like listening to his old shit, like recycling to try and make myself like laugh one day. Because I was having a really tough day. Like, you know, sometimes stress just gets to you and you need to laugh. And my fucking boy, Chris D'Elia, got canceled this year. So I probably will never laugh at his stuff again. <laughs> not intentionally, but because he's not putting out any new shit until this all gets resolved. But I was listening to Dane Cook when he did a vicious circle. Oh, my God. That guy was funny as shit. Like, he was filling up Madison Square Garden. And then you find out that his fucking brother and sister-in-law or sister and brother-in-law were fucking embezzling his money. Took all his money. And now he's no longer funny. That's basically what happened. He has become sad and weird looking. Like he looks like, um, fuck, what is it called? Like his head, his forehead is so big. It just looks like he's got a lot on his mind. Ugh. Uh, he just looks scared. Like whatever plastic surgery they did to him, I can't find the picture. I posted it on Facebook though. At one point, he just looks like he's very scared of everything. (laughs) I think more of what he should be afraid of is his career failing even more because I really feel like his strong suit was comedy and everything he's tried to do since then has tanked. (laughs) Tanked. I loved him in my best friend's girl employee of the month. Like, he used to do silly, stupid-ass movies, but they were good. They were like, you know, they just needed their time to shine, like fucking Happy Gilmore and all that, when Adam Sandler was putting out those gems. Uh, so. But I really, uh, this, uh, not to go back to this silly shit, but the American Murder Family Next Door is actually really good. And I finally realized, I think, why I like true crime shits. And I think it's why all us women like true crime shits. And it's because... We like to, we like stories is what it is. We like stories that are mysterious and that we can look up on our own. Like I had a discussion about why I like this. And it's mostly because I like, my parents are both cops. They're both retired. Everybody in my family was a part of like the police force at one point or another. Um, I always thought it was funny that my grandmother worked for the Civilian Complaint Review Board, which handles complaints made by civilians against police. So that's what my grandmother did. And my mom was a cop. Step Pops is, is a cop. And now they're both retired, like I said, and living in Florida. Living it up. Living it up. So I, the reason why I like the true crime shits is because I like to see what happened. Like, I like the background information. I like to know what happened. I like to know how the investigation went. And I like to see what happened to the person in the end who gets caught. 
Sometimes I will listen to unsolved shit, like true crime unsolved shit. I don't really like it as much though. Like it makes me wonder about it, but it makes me want to wonder about it in a way that I go down the rabbit hole and I'll see you guys next year. But so that's not healthy. (laughs) That's how people like, what's her name? And I'll be gone in the dark. Die. Michelle, uh, Michelle something. I forgot her name already. How terrible, terribly sad. Um, Oh my God. I even forgot his name. Pat Oswalt's wife. <laughs> oh shit. Wow. See, losing my mind. I just talked about this three weeks ago and I don't fucking remember what her name is. Um, <laughs> so like I said, the reason why we like true crime is because, and not, you know, and it's not even all girls because I know Kanye Pepper can't handle it. She can't handle it. She asked me if she could handle Nurse Ratchet, And I was like, dude, you have to watch this show because of the fashion. You don't need to watch it for anything else other than the fashion. And if something scares you, just turn it the fuck off. And we should have just started the one episode last week to see if she could actually handle it. She's not going to watch it on her own. She's going to need someone to sit there. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, true crime. I like to see, like, the punishment of the situation because, you know, I honestly think that our judicial system is very light. And I think we need to start bringing back the death penalty and scare some people into stopping their shit. Because why do these people get to live off my tax money in a fucking prison? (laughs) Just fucking die. (laughs) You don't... That's what I'm saying, though. That is the point I'm trying to make, okay? You don't get to kill someone and then you continue to live. Because regardless of what you say, you didn't really take away any freedom. Because... They're behind bars, but they're still getting outdoor time. They're getting meals. They're getting a warm place to sleep at night. There's no difference, honeys. There's no difference, okay? It's just they're not doing it with their own people. But they'll make friends at some point. Because, like, jail seems like adult kindergarten when you're in timeout forever. (laughs) You're in timeout forever in jail. (laughs) But whatever. You know, like... You can't tell me that we are all okay with a society of overcrowded jails and prisons and shit where people have killed other people and get like 10 years and that's it. (laughs) Come on. Be smarter than this. Push the button on everyone. Take them out. Take them out. (laughs) That's like people who touch kids should be stoned in the street like in the olden days. We're going to beat you to death with some rocks. Might seem animalistic, but may solve a lot of problems. Like, oh God, I don't want to die like that guy. (laughs) Bingo, there it is. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Well, we'll do like a wheel of death, like wheel of fortune. (laughs) You have different like pie slices on the fucking thing and you spin it. And this is how you're going to die today. Oh, damn. Like (laughs) you get to choose how you're going to die. It's not bad. It's not a bad idea. Vote for me for president. (laughs) Also, I'm not watching any more presidential shit, guys. I'll just wait for you guys to talk about it the next day on Facebook. Seems like I could get all the cliff notes from Facebook. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Like, it's just so upsetting that this is what our country has come to. And I just don't want to waste any moments of my life watching this shit. Everybody wants people to care, care, care. I get it. But then I don't want to hear how upset you are. All right? You're putting yourself through that? And you want to say that's an hour and a half of my life I'm not getting back? Go suck a dick. You didn't have to watch it. Watch something else. You know what I was watching? I was watching fucking Crystalia YouTube videos while this shit was going on. You know why? Because I would rather laugh than cry. How about that? I'd rather laugh than cry at the sorry state of our country. That's all I'm going to say. Because I'm not a political person, but y'all ain't going to shove that shit down my throat. Tell you that. You're not shoving that shit down my throat. I will not stand for that. I know you know you have that friend that's going to tell you, well, you should do this or you should be interested because it's going to affect you. Everything fucking affects me regardless of what I do about it. <laughs> like you honestly think it fucking matters. Like you think that me watching that debate yesterday was going to be like, "Oh my god, I should vote harder." 
<laughs> what? I should go down there to to the, you know, voting booth and just clink, 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 hit it real hard. Maybe if I pray hard enough, it'll work. Like, ugh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> just do normal. Be normal. Look up the facts on your own. Stop watching this bullshit on TV. It's fucking oppressing, depressing. It's all the shit. They don't even talk to each other. They talk at each other. This is what it's come down to. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I'm rolling my eyes and shaking my head. You can't see, but it's all right. You can feel it. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to round this out by just saying that some people have been worried that I am going to share incriminating evidence. And now what I'd like to say about that is you don't know me at all then. (laughs) The only thing I don't mention names and I'm never going to share anything that seems too private or personal. I already know how those conversations go. I don't prey on my friends. The problem with the first story is, is that everybody has that one person who always expects a handout. And I went to school for it. I collected the debt to get that license. And now you want me to do shit for free out my house. So no, that's not even the same thing. That's not a respect the privacy type of deal because I'm not reading word for word the conversation that happened. I'm giving you a glimpse as to why I am not fucking with people anymore and doing shit for free. And everybody who's approached me or had any work done by me has always paid me. And that's the funny shit. You don't respect me enough to pay me for the work I'm doing? Then fuck you. (laughs) That's it. But like I said, the other side of that is I only talk about things that I have done in the past week or shit that I think about on a daily basis. Like if I know that something is private and must remain that way, I would never dare to ruin a friendship like that. Never. That being said, like I said, if you do some fuckery where we're playing tit for tat over pennies, oh, it's on, bitch. It's on. I don't do or say things until I am provoked. And I have been provoked. So that's what happens and will continue to happen. I'm not spiteful. I just get annoyed and don't need any more friends. So if you know me or have known me for some time now, you're part of the crew. And you listeners are part of the crew now. But, like, don't do that shit as previously stated in the beginning of this episode or I will come for you. I didn't even say names. Y'all know who did it, though, that are actually my friends and texted me about it. Y'all know I don't fuck around. (laughs) But in any case, I love my crew. I love my family. I love my friends. I'm going to continue this crazy-ass documentary and I'm going to go the fuck to sleep. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate you for tuning in for this week. It's been a, it's, we're getting close to 2,000 downloads, guys. The shit is crazy. I just looked up the numbers yesterday and I was like 109 listens in a week. Come on, you guys, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, tell your friends' friends' friends, tell your mama, your daddy, your sister, whatever, to check this shit out, man. It's a good time. I'm trying to get people to laugh and, you know, appreciate life for what it is. And I know these things sometimes can't relate, but I know sometimes you're going to think about what I said and you're going to see that one person and remember that story and you're going to be like, for sure, that is what she just said. That is just what she just said. Because you all have that one friend that likes to mooch. Yeah, all have that friend. So like I was saying, I love you guys. It is important to vote. It is important to be clear on the policies of the person you're going to vote for. And, you know, my body, my choice. (laughs) Don't be shoving that pro-choice, like pro-life shit down people's throat. That does not make for good convo. (laughs) Be pro-choice. You do not want the consequences of a bad situation like sexual assault to continue. Anyway. That's my only thing there. That's the only thing I'm going to say about that because that I believe in, pro-choice. That's strong for me. I don't, I don't know how some women are pro-life or how a guy is pro-life. You're not going to force me to have a kid if we're not ready. 
Like, that's the stupidest shit. That's really ridiculous. If, if like, I'm in a shitty situation where my boyfriend is, like, a fucking meth head and we get pregnant by the grace of God or whatever, I'm not having that kid. The kid's going to be all fucked up. Okay? <laughs> that's a really hard thing to judge, really, up front without, like, amniocentesis or whatever. I know the risks. <laughs> anyway. So like I said, I'm not going to ramble anymore because that's going to turn into a whole other thing. But you know how I feel about it now, at least. At least I took a stand on something, right? (laughs) My stand is there's no politics in this. (laughs) Anyways, love you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening to me be nuts for another week. Cuckoo with Coco. (laughs) And this was your hostess with the mostess signing off. Have a lovely cuckoo day, everybody. Bye.